0: and we're live what's going on everybody i'm andrew sanchez and welcome back to saber sims dfs office hours it is friday september 30th already october here 2022 winding down going fast but uh if you are new welcome this is a show where we take listener questions in via discord in via live youtube chat and just talk about the SaberSim product talk about dfs strategy overall i um, looking forward to today's stream we got a couple questions in the queue not too many questions so if you guys have more questions get them in the discord get them in the youtube chat and we will chat as long as the questions keep rolling in so that being said let's get started with the first question coming in from rogue three in discord we're gonna get through all the discord questions first so the question is when setting sliders i know it's recommended to find the happy medium between all contests but should you give any extra weight towards contests that have the highest total entry costs i.e if you are following the dfs profit plan and playing every fanduel contest under three dollars The bean ball has 25 entries by 2.22 entry fee for $55 and is under 10K entrance versus the 25 cent 150 max that has 33K plus entrance and is only 37.50 in total costs. Second example should you keep your sliders more towards 525 tonight or the 537 for 150, 10 to 50K entries? So Rogue, good question here, and I like where your head's at thinking about, you know, entry fees and the dynamic between contests and uh, salary or what it takes to play and number of entries, number of entrants, all that good stuff. So what I would say is that although the $2.22 is slightly more expensive I strongly feel that the quarter contest, 150 max, you're probably going to need a higher score to take that one down. So if you build all of your entries for both contests together and do a unique entry for each, uh, build, you should have, excuse me, like, like what it takes to win the quarter is going to be less point-wise than what you need to take down the $2.22. So I think that you can't go wrong building at the higher settings, the 5.37. But if you build at the lower settings, then your portfolio is going to be more optimized for the $2.22. And less optimized for the 25 cent, 150 max. And you technically have more lineups in the 25 cent. So you have more shots on goal in that contest. So I think that if it was me personally, I would continue to build at the 537 higher slider settings. Or if you want, let's pull this up and we'll hover over to Fandle. And we'll talk about baseball for tonight. You know, you could find something in the middle, which I think is totally okay. So, you know, we're at the FanDuel 20 max, and we said that it has under 10K. So it would be like this 525. And if you wanted to go play the 150 max, 10 to 50K entrance, 537. So, you know, you could, you could, you do like a like a 536, a 526, I don't think it's going to make too big of a difference as far as, you know, one tick in the sliders each direction. I just typically try and lean on the higher side because if I have builds with more upside and then, you know, maybe a lineup that only gets 50th place in the 150 max might be top 10 in the 25 max. So that's how I like to think about it personally. I don't think there's a wrong or right answer. I think you can do either, but I'm curious to hear if you have any follow-up there. So moving on to the next one, question coming in from Fail Mary, and it looks like Fail Mary is in the chat. What's going on? Happy to have you back as always. So question reads, is it possible in any way to achieve this? Generate builds, filter all lineups with digs, then set the max exposure of digs plus knocks to 10%. So 90% of my lineups with digs will not have knocks, but 10% max will. So fail, Mary. Good question. Let's go over to NFL here, and we're going to demonstrate this on DraftKings. So I was thinking about this before the stream, you know, just kind of trying to get an idea of uh, what's, what's possible and what's not. The... The simple answer is that no, you cannot do this on a player-by-player player level. You can do this on a team level. So what I want to point out is that if you go down to, like, Team Stacks, what you can do, just in case anybody doesn't know this, so you can go to Team Stacks, you go to All, and then you hit this drop-down next to a team. It, it'll give you the ability to... Cap or increase the number of stacks with another specific team. So, if like I I don't want Seattle with Detroit, I just I just don't like that combination. You can come in here, you can zero it out. You'll never get a stack with those two teams combined. So, what Phil Mary's asking is, you know, teams is great. Can I do it on a player level? And I'll show you some workarounds. You can't do it exactly. I know it's on the roadmap in the future to kind of build the next uh, set of granularity into that team uh, dropdown. So I I think that's coming in the future. But for now, you know, let's talk about what you can do in the meantime. So let me pull up this build. And I just ran this before we got started too. So looks like it's giving me a little bit of a hiccup here. Let's give the app a hard refresh and see if we can get these lineups back online. So hard refresh. Let's just run a new set and see what we're coming up with. But, you know, not to get too far ahead of myself, what we're going to have to do is, one, we're either going to have to filter the lineups and discard certain ones by hand. But I would also like to show you that, You know, I was messing around with this, and let's say you know we're we're going to use Jamal Williams for the example, and let's say we only want twenty percent of lineups with Jamal Williams and Tyler Lockett together. So, if we want to do that, then I am going to show you how to do that right now. So, just trying to fill the time while uh, this build finishes up. So, looks like it's finishing now. Great. So here. We're going to see Jamal Williams. And if I want to see how many lineups have Jamal Williams and Brandon Cooks together, what I can do is, so if I go over here to my exposure, I can see I have Jamal Williams in hundred out of my 150 lineups. So then we'll filter for Jamal Williams. So then once you hit this plus magnifying glass and filter out Jamal Williams lineups, these exposures will update to show you the new exposures, for his lineup specifically so i have tyler lockett in 44 out of the 100 lineups with jamal williams so then if i click tyler lockett now i'll see those 44 so you know 44 divided by 100 we'll just say 44 percent of the lineups well i don't want that i only want 20 percent so what you could do one way is come in here and just start uh trashing these just trash one after the other till you get to a value that you want i would suggest trashing from the bottom up that way you don't get rid of the lineups at the top of your pool so if i were to really do this i would scroll all the way to the bottom of this build and don't worry about any uh, messaging that comes up just sit here and trash them until you get to a number you want so that's one way to do it all right the second way which i it's i just kind of want to point out you know more how this works. If we were to lower our exposure to Tyler Lockett, that doesn't mean that we're going to lose our exposure to Jamal Williams. And so, like, let's take a look here. Like, we have Jamal Williams at sixty-six percent, and even though Tyler Lockett was in forty-four percent of the lineups with him, let's see what happens when we decrease Tyler Lockett's. Uh, Exposure. So let's go from 36 to 25. Uh keep that. Right. Yeah, that's fine. You know what? Let's start. Let's start at the top. So 69% Jamal Williams, 61% Tyler Lockett. If I decrease Tyler Lockett to 50%, I I didn't even lose any Jamal Williams exposure. Jamal Williams went from 69% to 70%. So now he's in even more lineups than before. I think he was in 100, Now he's in 106. So just because I, you know, if, if there's a certain player combination that you see that you don't want, I would just start by lowering the exposure of that player first individually and then just double check to see if that's coming from the buckets where they're together. So in this case, it's not. So, you know, let's try again. And then let's, let's put Tyler Lockett down to 40 See what that does. Okay, we lose a little bit of Jamal Williams. So, you know, if, if you're set on having like 65% Jamal Williams, put that in as a min exposure as like a safeguard to say, like, no matter how much I lower Tyler Lockett, don't give me less than X amount of this other player. So in you would put your min exposure for Stefan Diggs in the example that you gave while you continue to lower Dawson Knox's exposure. So then we're gonna put Tyler Lockett, cap 35. And then we see Tyler Lockett's down here. We're still having 72% Jamal Williams, so very close to what we had in the beginning. And then when we decrease them, it's, it's slowly getting smaller. So, you know, those are like two workarounds. The most precise one is the first one I showed you where you filter for lineups with both players, take notes of how many Jamal Williams lineups you have overall, take note of how many Tyler Lockett, lineups you have with him and then just go to the bottom of your pool and then trash them until you get to a number that you want i think that what you're describing is something that we want to build in in the future and it'll be you know the next step up from those team exposures that we talked about but for now that's how you accomplish that goal i definitely see why it's useful so uh hopefully that is coming down the pipeline all right next question from Nipsey and Discord. Oh wait, uh, follow up here from Fail Mary. So Fail Mary, just getting back to the conversation we were just having. Fail Mary followed up and said, "If I trash those lineups, doesn't it have doesn't it lower the amount of lineups I have? Not just from the pool, but from my total unique lineups." Thank you for the clear response and great workaround. So Fail Mary, you know, if we if we were to go here. And go to Jamal Williams, Tyler Lockett lineups, and scroll to the bottom. And let's just trash like five for the for the sake of this. Three, four, five. And then where it says fill to 150 lineups. So you would just hit yes. And then it'll tell you that it's gonna clear your filters. That's fine. And then it'll give you five more lineups from your pool that were like next up to meet whatever exposures you set. So it added this 219, 217, 216, 214, etc. So it it'll you'll just have to refill to the number of unique lineups that you want. So then like this number will change. So if I were to trash this lineup, now I have 149 and then it'll ask you if you want 150 again. So and then that this number will re-increase. So you can either go with the message or you can come up here to your number of lineups and then change it to whatever number you want it to be. So you can still like, even though we got rid of six, there's still 494 available lineups. We could just pull more from the pool overall. So happy to go over any uh, further clarification if needed guys. So, all right, next question coming in from Nipsey in discord and You know, looking at the queue, there's only one other question, and uh, you guys got me for an hour, so I'm happy to sit around and talk as long as the questions are coming in. So get those questions in. You know, got the football main slate this weekend. Happy to talk all about it. So next question here from Nipsey. Hey, Andy, was having an issue last night in the new filter section. Was trying to set a filter of not having Tua and Mostert in the flex in the same lineup. It wouldn't save it. Not sure if anyone else was having the same issue or was user error on my part. So Nipsey, you know, apologies. You were having some issues with the uh, rules setting, which is what I believe you're talking about when you say it, the new rules dashboard over here on the right. I, I don't know if you were having an issue or not. I'm happy to show you how you can accomplish what you were trying to do. And uh, you can let me know if, uh, like, no, that's exactly what I did, you know, and then we could could talk a little more offline about it possibly being a bug. But let's go back to last night's showdown slate, and we'll talk about how to set up a rule to accomplish what you want. So what you would do is you would open up the lineup rules over here on the right. You would hit add new rule. You would do a group rule, and you would do a – Uh, manual rule use no more than one because the question is saying set a filter of not having Tua and Mostert in the flex in the same lineup so use no more than one player you would go to flex you would check in Tua and Mostert and then you would hit save so then now when we build this rule I'm just going to uncheck this one for now so let's just Build a couple lineups here. We'll just build like 200. Should be plenty. And we'll just make sure that this is working. So I don't see any reason why it shouldn't. But this is pretty much what you need to do. Just put the two in a manual group. Make sure that it's their flex that's checked, not their captain. And here we can see that we only have two. uh, So we can go over to Flex. We can filter for two lineups and you should be able to tell just by looking at your exposures. So if we go down and we look for Raheem Mostert, boom, we have no Mostert in lineups where Tua is in the flex. And then if we go to Mostert here, we should have no lineups with Tua in the flex, so... Maybe I passed him. Here we go. Tua. So no exposure there. So that's the rule you want to set. It should work every time. If there's any issues with it working, just come up here to the settings, hit the report a problem, quick description of what's going on, and the team will get back to you. But it looks like it's working okay. I hope the demo helps. And let me know if you have any more questions, all right? Next question from Eagles1985 in Discord. And the question is, do you play MMA? And how much does duplication play in your process? So Eagles, good question. I am not the biggest MMA guy. I have dabbled in it. Uh, To be honest, it's just not uh, not a sport that I feel like I've had enough time to invest in in the weekend. And I just don't like playing things I don't feel like I have the time for, especially if I feel like I'm rushing it. That being said, you know, Will, our data scientist, is a huge MMA guy. And he did a video with Jordan on our YouTube channel that you could find under playlists. And if you go down here to dominate MMA DFS with SaberSim, you hit this play all. And the interview that Jordan did with Will talking about the MMA model and MMA theory overall, would be a great place to start you can always post any questions or thoughts about duplication about game theory that you that you have in the mma discord channel is always a great place to talk about uh theory and just bounce ideas off of each other i know will is in the mma discord streets a lot so i would i would go there i to answer your question i think that Even though I don't play that much, I understand how much duplication plays into MMA theory and just shooting for like under 10 uniques or like under five uniques, uh, just because it's very similar to showdown NFL in that way. So I think that duplication, always worrying about duplication in a sport where you're going to need the optimal to win is very important just so you get more of the prize pool when you do win because winning and building the optimal is hard enough you want to really get paid for it when you do so i would check out that video if you haven't checked it out before and i would uh see if you can uh get any ideas that uh you need some answers to in the discord all right question coming in from john john is a regular to the stream so john happy you're here and let's get to your question so a bit of a long one here trying to put into perspective making my lineups to be duplicated the least amount possible how big of a subset are the 1500 lineups compared to all the sabre sim lineups that get built from simulations for example in nfl there are there may be billions of, li- of possible lineups that could be built Is this a duplication factor, a concern, or are the lineup pools potentially wildly different from user to user on SaberSim? I guess I'm trying to better understand how the optimizer works. Does SS look at 500 to 1500 simulations first, and then give lineups based on the rules and exposures that you set, or does it build the pool one lineup at a time using an X number of sims and follow your input of rules slash exposures? The order here seems likely, seems like it definitely makes a difference. And I'm trying to better understand which one it is. So John, good question. I'm happy to explain how the sim and lineup generation process work together. So let's, the only thing I don't know about your question is whether or not you are talking about a showdown or a classic slate. Just because, you know, showdown, NFL showdown, MMA specifically, are sports where you have to worry about duplication more. On an NFL main slate, like the one we have coming up Sunday, it is much less of a concern. But just because, like you said, there are just billions of potential lineups that you could build on any given day. So first thing I'm going to do is just give you kind of a, Brief overview of how the system works. So we have all of the simulation data kind of summarized here. Percentiles, average projection, uh, average stats in the sim that you can look at. We have the range of outcomes of individual players and their correlation values uh, to other players on their team and opposing teams as well so then what happens is you come in here you put in the contest that you're playing so let's say you know you're playing the mini max this weekend for instance and you come in here you get these slider settings by default that we back test and what happens is we have a pool of sims of thousands upon thousands of sims and what will happen was for every individual lineup we're going to pull six sims in this instance at sim precision eight randomly from the pool of the thousands and thousands of sims and then we're going to find the mean projection from the set of six sims and determine that for every player when we sim a slate and then we will pick players from those sims that do well apply a correlation factor to them apply an ownership factor to them based on these sliders and then the lineups are generated, and then the lineups are graded by Saber Score, which is our own lineup grading algorithm. So that's what leads to the lineups in step three that you see. And that is how they get graded based on Saber Score, which we're filtering by because we just feel that that's the best lineup ranking method that we stand behind as opposed to using projected score or p- opposed to using salary or ownership. We think that our metric that we created is better and um getting back to your question. So that's kind of the part of your question where, you know, those are the subsets that we're pulling from the Sims to build your lineups. And this is per lineup as noted here, where it says six Sims per lineup. And then is this a duplication factor a concern or the lineup pool is potentially wildly different from user to user on SaberSim? So, you know, SaberSim is is a small fraction of the DFS ecosystem as a whole. I think that you should focus on not thinking about like SaberSim user to user duplication and just looking at duplication through the lens of, your contest and the ecosystem as a whole. I think that's more important. Uh, It's it's highly unlikely that you're going to be more duped to other Saber Sim users than you would be to other users overall because we're pulling random buckets from the huge pool of Sims and you're only pulling a small amount of those Sims to get your projections for your players in your lineups. So... You know, rereading your question, you know, it looked like you just kind of wanted like a, like a lineup optimizer, like overview uh, Saber is a very complex uh, system that understands correlation, understands ownership fade. It is not a traditional optimizer that is just solving for mean projection. We're pulling from the distribution of outcomes for every individual player and applying metrics to it to get you high upside lineups. So, John, I hope I answered your question. Um, I uh, Let me know if you have any follow-up, but, you know, that's kind of how the system works. So, Moving on to YouTube chat, question from Young AFT. I'm brand new to Sabersim. What would you say is a good spot for the sliders on single-game entry and three-contest entry for NFL GPPs? So young AFT, you know, first off, you're new to Saber Sim, welcome. Happy to have you. Uh, one thing I would check out if I were you, what I would I would go to our YouTube channel and I would go to playlists and I would go to behind the sims. So if you go to this viewful playlist of behind the sims, what you will see is our series on contest simulation. So what we did was we went and back tested all possible slider combination settings for different buckets, which are the buckets you see in the app here for GPPs, uh, different entry limits for different uh, contest sizings. And we did a lot of back testing, had a lot of great conversations about the sliders. And these are set to where they are based on our backtesting at the values that we think provide the most edge to our users. So to to answer your question, I would follow the defaults. You know, I would pick if I'm doing single entry and it's one to 10,000 somewhere in there, you know, these are the best settings that we feel they are. If you're playing three max and you're playing a 10 to 50,000, we feel these are the best. So I wouldn't overthink it. I wouldn't try to adjust them too much. They have been back-tested extensively. And so uh, I think that they're they're in a good spot already. So don't, don't think too much about them. Uh, Follow-up from John about the conversation we just had. I felt like it was a long-winded answer, but I just uh, wanted to give you as much information as I could on the topic. So John said, yeah, that was super helpful and answered a lot of the things I wasn't sure about. So John... I'm glad to hear that. I felt like I was starting to uh speak circularly for a little bit there, but just it's a it's a big question and, you know, the the Saberson model is just a uh a lot of a lot of moving pieces, hard to explain them all and uh so I just did the best I could. So, young AFT with a follow-up. Okay, so It does set it as default for the sliders. That's what I was wondering. Yes. So if you go into, we call this like step two, and you adjust them to whatever contest you're playing, the sliders will automatically adjust. And you can kind of, um, you know, this is like hidden by default. So just know even when they're hidden, these are still being updated even though you can't see them. So just want to point that out. All right, guys. No more questions at the moment. I'm going to stick around for a couple more minutes. Get your questions in now. Uh, I hope everybody does well this weekend on the main slate. Looking forward to it. Always fun this time of year. Um, So I don't don't have any hot takes like Jordan does. I'm not going to be giving out any locks. So that's not really my thing. But that being said, you know, kind of quiet in the chat. So if you guys have any more questions and you guys want to post them in, if you know, you just missed the stream or something like that, throw them into the office hours. I'll be around. I'll be looking at this and trying to get you guys answers before Sunday. If there's anything urgent, if you guys are having any issues with the builder or just how things work, you guys can throw messages into support. We're around all weekend. Can always use the reporter problem and we'll make sure to get back to you guys. But That being said, we will be right back here on Monday and I wish you all luck. So see you later.